KC Radio, Eastern Kentucky's best internet radio station. On behalf of Pastor McKinney and the congregation of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, we would like to invite you and your family to come and visit with us. We feel that you will enjoy the spirit-filled atmosphere as we worship the Lord together in spirit and in truth. We have Sunday school classes for all ages, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and 11 a.m., and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. The adults meet in the main sanctuary, while the youth meet in the CAC Youth Sanctuary. You can also catch our services live by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link during our regular and special scheduled services. If you missed a service, you can still watch that service in its entirety by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the video archives link. Come on out to Cornerstone Apostolic Church and experience the power of Pentecost. We hope to see you in future services. Everybody and welcome to another CAC Daily Icast. Just a little bit of church every day, home Bible study, 21st century style. Brought to you Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Welcome to a little bit of church every day. Home Bible study, 21st century style. CAC Daily Icast is aired Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Simply go to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link. You can join us for our radio broadcast Sundays at 9.30 a.m. on WQHY-FM 95.5 out of Prestonburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's Q95FM.net. You can also catch the television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW, that's WQCW-TV. And you can watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. You can follow CAC Daily iCast on Facebook at CAC Daily. Follow our Phelps campus at CAC Phelps I, our Pikeville campus at Pikeville Apostolic, and Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. We're also on Twitter at CAC Daily ICAST, the Phelps campus at CAC Phelps, the Pikeville campus at Pike UPC, and you can connect with Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. You can call in and leave your prayer requests and praise reports at 606-282-4108 or email those prayer requests and praise reports to cacdaily at cacphelps.org or cacdaily at cornerstoneapostolic.org. Let's now join Pastor McKinney as he takes us through another study in the Word. Welcome to a Tuesday CAC Daily iCast. That's right. We got CAC Daily iCast this morning and then tonight 
We got our Tuesday night midweek Bible study at Pipeful Apostolic Church, so you don't want to miss that. Also, uh, we'd like to let you know that you can uh, join us in person at CAC. You can do that on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and 11 a.m. and over at Pikeville at 2 p.m. So come on out and be a part of what God is doing. And, uh, well, it looks like it's going to be another rainy day here in East Kentucky as we look at the weather. looks like it's going to be around 75 for the high today currently 70 degrees outside. It's going to be mostly cloudy and humid with a couple of showers and heavy thunderstorms. And it says to watch. And if you look at that right there, it says to watch for flash flooding. So keep that in mind and uh, be aware if you live near a creek or a stream or a river that uh, could have some flash flooding. So keep that in mind. Also, uh, coming up tomorrow, going to be a high of 78, and looks like that it's going to be nice with partial sunshine, so we'll take that. And then on Thursday, it's going to be nice. I like when it says it's going to be nice with periods of clouds and sunshine, and it's going to be 76. And then on Friday, it's going to be 84, and beautiful, not just nice, but beautiful. But anyway, this is the day the Lord hath made. We're going to rejoice and be glad in it. And uh, as you can see right here uh, in our little portion of East Kentucky, uh, we really don't have anything but clouds right now in the area. But uh, when you have things like this right here, these these little bands that just pop up, they just pop up, seem like they pop up out of nowhere. And when they come near... Well, and then you got that uh, group of showers there that could just skip right on by here when they come through. So that's what you got going on in our little corner of the world. And, uh, well, we do have some announcements that we need to make, and we want you to be mindful of these. Uh, Christmas program sign-up sheet is on the back podium at CAC. If you want to be part of the Christmas program, It is time to sign up now. And also, special recognition going to be given. I think it's this Friday uh, we're going to be having a special uh, dinner for me and Sister McKinney. Our 46th anniversary, we're celebrating Sunday, September the 10th. So um, I'm thinking that it, well, that's probably, let me think of what day this is. It may not be this, uh, it won't be this Friday. It'll be next Friday. Next Friday. <laughs> Don't show up this Friday. You ain't going to get nothing. That's right. Won't be nothing to eat. Won't be no cake. Won't be nothing going on. So uh, just wanted to correct that. And let's see. Um, we got coming up Sunday, September the 17th, Brother Cornelius Harper's going to be with us. And that's always a fun time with Brother Harper. And uh, he's going to have a word for us. And uh, so we're looking forward to having him. And that will be at the 11 a.m. service on the 17th. And then we're going over to the 2 p.m. service at Pikeful Apostolic Church. And guess what? We're going to celebrate the 11th anniversary service of Pikeful Apostolic Church. And, uh, yeah, we're going to continue on. 
doing great things for the Lord as much as we can. And Brother Cornelius Harper is going to be preaching, and we're going to have a cookout following. And uh, then, uh, of course, CAC Daily ICAST, we are going to be celebrating our 10th anniversary, and that will be December the 5th, 2023. We started back in 2013, so 10 years. Also, we have coming up a couple more services at um, Cornerstone Apostolic Church, and one of them is the uh, CAC Homecoming Services, and uh, one of them set of services is uh, is actually uh, is going to be in November for our Harvest Time Crusade. So. Uh, CAC is going to be celebrating just a few more uh, services. And then, of course, we have our, our uh, we call it New Year's Eve celebration service, and we'll be having that. And we want you to be a part of any and all of our uh, services. And I'm making a few notes here because I need to start advertising those services coming up well uh that's what's going on there we do have some prayer requests that we need to make mention of of course as you see all of those scroll on the screen we're going to mention the last 10 ruby daniels kenneth coleman orville wolford tina justice david day day justice mike bartley nicole clevenger christopher dotson keisha dotson aiden dotson and brasson dotson and let's remember all of those who are watching today, if you have a prayer request, you can put it in our chat room. You can put it in the comment section. You can uh, call in 606-282-4108, or you can email those to prayer at cornerstoneapostolic.org. Let's go to the Lord in prayer as we open up today's service and pray for these requests. Lord, we come before your presence. We thank you, Lord, for this opportunity that you have blessed us to be gathered here together in your precious name. I pray, Lord, that you would move in a mighty miraculous way for each and every one that has a need, whether it's a spiritual, physical, or mental uplifting that each and every one has a need of, that they will receive what they have need of by looking unto you, the author and the finisher of our faith. I pray that you would bless the broadcast today, Lord, with your presence. Bless each and every home with your presence. And Lord, I just pray that whatever we say and do will bring honor unto you today as we give you the praise in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen, amen. Well, going to be kind of a rainy, cloudy, dreary day here today in East Kentucky, but still not as bad as uh, what's going on in Florida. Yeah, they're getting ready to brace tonight and in the morning uh, for a hurricane, Category 3 possibility uh, hurricane. And that's coming right into a little area that I have been uh, a couple of times uh, to preach funerals, and it's a little place called Cross City. And it's uh, right in the big bend of Indiana. Or Indiana. I'm, I'm thinking of, uh, you know, uh, South Bend, Indiana, uh, Big Bend, uh, Florida, and that's on the Gulf side. And uh, so it's going to hit right in that little small town, and it's going to uh, could go a little north, a little south, 
which would take in Tampa Bay if it went south. It would take in uh, maybe uh, some uh, App- Appalachicola. Uh, Appalachia Cola. I don't know if that's I'm pronouncing it correctly. If it goes to the north or Tallahassee, um, there's just several uh, areas that can be affected by this. And uh, I heard the governor DeSantis say that uh, there hasn't been a hurricane on that track since the 1800s. But I remember, uh, and it may not be the same exact track. But I remember Brother and Sister Hall telling me uh, that uh, their houses that they had on the Gulf were destroyed by a hurricane uh, several years back. I don't know if it was, um, I can't remember the name. I'm I'm thinking Harvey, but it probably wasn't Harvey. But it was one of them that came up in the Gulf and it hit in the Cross City area and just leveled and devastated homes there. All of that's a low-level area. In fact, there is an Indian burial out in the Gulf that uh, the Gulf now covers. And uh, there was, uh, I think, after the hurricane, some of the, some of the, it's kind of gruesome bodies were uh, and bones were washing up, and said that you could actually look out and see some of the heads of the of the people. Uh, setting up because they buried them where it was an Indian burial ground. They buried them sitting up. And so it was kind of, kind of a a gruesome uh, story, but uh, you know, that happens. Everything's low lying right there. And if you live on a little hill, it's a rarity. And uh, so uh, yeah, it's going to hit in that area. So we need to be in much prayer for all of those in the cross city uh, Tampa Bay North area and uh, ask the Lord to just uh, keep his hand upon them. The way uh, the governor says, if you can just get to a little higher ground and get in a solid building, you should be fine. So uh, hopefully that's the way it'll work out and won't be any loss of life. Well, let's see what else we got. We got the weather in and we got our announcements in. Well, you say, let's read a little bit in the scripture right now. We're reading our way through the Old Testament, and we're currently in 2 Samuel chapter 4. 2 Samuel chapter 4. And when Saul's son heard that Abner was dead in Hebron, his hands were feeble, and all the Israelites were troubled. And Saul's son had two men that were captains of bands. The name of the one was Baana and the name of the other Rechab, the sons of Rimmon, a Beerothite, of the children of Benjamin. For Beeroth also was reckoned to Benjamin. And the Beerothites fled to Gitaim, and were sojourners there until this day. And Jonathan, Saul's son, had a son that was lame of his feet. He was five years old when the tidings came of Saul and Jonathan out of Jezreel, and his nurse took him up and fled. And it came to pass, as she made haste to flee, that he fell and became lame, and his name was Mephibosheth. And the sons of Rimmon the Beorothite, Rechab and Baana, went and came about the heat of the day to the house of Ishbosheth, who lay on a bed at noon. And they came thither into the midst of the house, as though they would have fetched wheat. And they smote him under the fifth rib, and Rechab and Baana his brother escaped. 
For when they came into the house, he lay on his bed in his bedchamber, and they smote him and slew him and beheaded him, and took his head and gat them away through the plain all night. And they brought the head of Ishbosheth unto David to Hebron, and said to the king, Behold the head of Ishbosheth, the son of Saul, thine enemy, which sought thy life. And the Lord hath avenged my lord the king this day of Saul, and of his seed. And David answered Rechab and Baana his brother, the sons of Rimmon the Beerothite, and said unto them, As the Lord liveth, who hath redeemed my soul out of all adversity, when one told me, saying, Behold, Saul is dead, thinking to have brought good tidings, I took hold of him and slew him in Ziklag, who thought that I would have given him a reward for his tidings. How much more, when wicked men have slain a righteous person in his own house upon his bed, shall I not therefore now require his blood of your hand and take you away from the earth? And David commanded his young men, and they slew them and cut off their hands and their feet and hanged them up over the pool in Hebron. But they took the head of Ishbosheth and buried it in the sepulchre of Abner in Hebron. Second Samuel chapter 5 Then came all the tribes of Israel to David unto Hebron and spake, saying, Behold, we are thy bone and thy flesh. Also in time past, when Saul was king over us, thou wast he that ledest out and broughtest in Israel. And the Lord said to thee, Thou shalt feed my people Israel, and thou shalt be a captain over Israel. So all the elders of Israel came to the king to Hebron, and King David made a league with them in Hebron before the Lord, and they anointed David king over Israel. David was thirty years old when he began to reign, and he reigned forty years. In Hebron he reigned over Judah seven years and six months, and in Jerusalem he reigned thirty and three years over all Israel and Judah. And the king and his men went to Jerusalem unto the Jebusites, the inhabitants of the land, which spake unto David, saying, Except thou take away the blind and the lame, <laughs> thou shalt not come in hither. Thinking, David cannot come in hither. Nevertheless, David took the stronghold of Zion, the same as the city of David. And David said on that day, Whosoever getteth up to the gutter and smiteth the Jebusites, and the lame and the blind that are hated of David's soul, he shall be chief and captain. Wherefore they said, The blind and the lame shall not come into the house. So David dwelt in the fort and called it the city of David, and David built round about from Millo and inward. And David went on and grew great, and the Lord God of hosts was with him. And Hiram king of Tyre sent messengers to David, and cedar trees and carpenters and masons, and they built David an house. And David perceived that the Lord had established him king over Israel, and that he had exalted his kingdom for his people Israel's sake. And David took him more concubines and wives out of Jerusalem after he was come from Hebron. And there were yet sons and daughters born to David. And these be the names of those that were born unto him in Jerusalem, Shemua and Shobab and Nathan and Solomon, Ibhar also, and Elishua and Nepheg and Japhiah, and Elishama and Eliada and Eliphalet. But when the Philistines heard that they had anointed David king over Israel, all the Philistines came up to seek David, and David heard of it and went down to the hold. 
the Philistines also came and spread themselves in the valley of Rephaim. And David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go up to the Philistines? Wilt thou deliver them into mine hand? And the Lord said unto David, Go up, for I will doubtless deliver the Philistines into thine hand. And David came to Baal-perazim, and David smote them there, and said, The Lord hath broken forth upon mine enemies before me, as the breach of waters. Therefore he called the name of that place Baal-perazim. And there they left their images, and David and his men burned them. And the Philistines came up yet again, and spread themselves in the valley of Rephaim. And when David inquired of the Lord, he said, Thou shalt not go up, but fetch a compass behind them, and come upon them over against the mulberry trees. And let it be, when thou hearest the sound of a going in the tops of the mulberry trees, that then thou shalt bestir thyself. For then shall the Lord go out before thee to smite the host of the Philistines. And David did so as the Lord had commanded him, and smote the Philistines from Geba until thou come to Gezer. 2 Samuel chapter 6 We are reading our way through the Old Testament, and once we get through the Old Testament, we're going to continue right on through the New Testament. So if you stick around long enough, you can say that you've read through the Bible right here on CAC Daily iCast. And we read a couple of chapters this morning, trying to do a little catch-up from all of the episodes that we have missed. And speaking of episodes, this is episode number 136. 136. We usually get about 200 episodes in, but due to scheduling and different things that's happened this year, we're not going to get our 200, uh, but we'll get close. And that will still allow us to uh, get enough episodes to celebrate 2,100 episodes this December. So, yeah, we're getting ready to celebrate an anniversary right here at CAC Daily ICAST. That's on December the 5th of 2013. So we're looking forward to celebrating that and many years to come. And that's all due to your faithfulness to watch because uh, if you weren't faithful in watching, uh, then, you know, we would have no reason to sit here and uh, do this on a daily basis. Um, well, do you have a minute? Well, of course you do. And if you got a minute, then you got time for 60 seconds with the pastor. Praise the Lord, everybody. I'm Pastor Richard E. McKinney, and welcome to 60 Seconds with the Pastor. Acts 4 and 12 says... Neither is our salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Salvation is neither hard nor complicated. Even though many different ideas and religious beliefs try to frame what you have to do to be saved, well, we must look into the Word and find the truth. Let the Word of God frame your thoughts and life. And that is 60 seconds with the pastor. And uh, we just uh, appreciate all of you who 
love to hear those little tidbits of information. Maybe it's uh, something that just inspire you a little bit, give you something to think about, but that's one minute, 60 seconds with the pastor. Well, it's time for us to do this. What time is it? I'll tell you what it's time it is. It's time for another CAC Trivia Question of the Day. CAC Trivia Question of the Day is brought to you by Cornerstone Apostolic Church and the Apostolic Voice of Phelps Radio and Television Broadcast. The radio broadcast is heard every Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. on WQHYFM 95.5 out of Prestonsburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net and click on the Listen Live link. Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m., whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's Q95FM.net. You can also watch the Apostolic Voice of Phelps television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW. That's WQCW-TV. And you can also watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. Well, today's trivia question. Who were Balaam and Ashtaroth? Who were Balaam and Ashtaroth? All you got to do is go to the Facebook page of CAC Daily. Click on the link. It'll take you where you need to go. And we'll have the results of that on tomorrow's broadcast. And, of course, speaking of results, we do have the results of yesterday's trivia question. And yesterday's trivia question was this. Who said, I go forward and he is not there and backward, but I cannot perceive him? And out of those that participated, looks like 100% of you got it correct with the correct answer, Job. It was Job in Job chapter 23 and uh, verse number 8. Job chapter 23 and verse number 8. So 100% of you got it correct. You can get today's correct. Who were Balaam and Ashtaroth? And all you got to do is go to the Facebook page of CAC Daily. Click on the link. It'll take you where you need to go. Currently outside, 72 degrees. And I think today is going to be cloudy. And it's going to have a thunderstorm. And even a chance of flash flooding. So if you live near Small Creek, all of you in East Kentucky and the surrounding areas know that uh, flash flooding can happen in a flash. That's why it's called Flash flooding, and uh, it can happen very quickly, swiftly, without warning. So just be aware, if it starts to rain heavy, make sure that you're in a safe place. And uh, let's see if we can't do this. We like to do this uh, during the broadcast. It's called the Commonwealth Minute by 
Executive Director Richard Nelson. Welcome to the Commonwealth Minute. Here's your host, Richard Nelson. Over 100,000 Kentucky students participate in archery or hunting programs at their public school. But if the Biden administration has its way, these programs will be history. The Biden administration is interpreting the 2022 Bipartisan Safe Communities Act to prohibit funding for school archery and hunting programs. Now, it's a stretch to say that these programs, which contribute to practical life skills and teach kids to use their talents and interests, somehow contribute to violence. The Biden Education Department is now under fire, not from the students who are learning archery and hunting skills, but from angry parents who see this move as nonsensical and an affront to their values and choices for their children. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at CPC4Kentucky and on the web at CommonwealthPolicyCenter.org. Well, you remember when you was younger. I remember when I was younger, maybe in the sixth grade or something, you took those uh, conversation or conservation. (laughs) Yeah, I took them conversation uh, classes too, conservation classes that uh, taught you how to uh, take care of uh, the outdoors when you're hunting. And it also had uh, gun safety and, uh, you know, archery safety and all that. So um, now they're discussing of discontinuing that because they said that it could possibly contribute to violence. You know, we're living in a world that has gone overboard on um trying to do away with everything but the problem. The problem is not the guns. The problem is not the archery, uh, you know, bows and arrows. The problem is not, uh, you know, uh, the laws. It's the people and the laws not being enforced. So, um, you know, back in the day, if you stole something, uh, you, if you was old enough and it was enough uh, in value, you went to jail. Not today. No, you're smacked on the wrist and told, don't do that no more. Isn't it crazy that all this looting that's going on, uh, you know, in different states and different cities, that uh, people just going in and getting shopping carts full of stuff and just walking out with it like uh, nobody's going to do anything to me, so I'm going to do it and... Uh, And a lot of people may have the mentality of what people around here used to have, like in coal mining business. If you had a company that was uh, good to you and and gave you a job and and then people would start stealing from the company, you know, little by little. And uh, they'd say, oh, they got plenty of money. And then they'd say stuff like, we don't need to run all that coal that they're asking for. They got plenty of money. And you know what? Um, People would say, no, you got to do your job and you got to keep running coal or we won't have a job. And they say, no, they got too much money to shut down, too much investment. And people would shut down big companies. I remember one company, they they bought all new equipment. I mean, multi uh, millions of dollars worth of equipment and then shut down just like a week or two later. So, yeah, uh, you can't look at it that way, and you can't look at it the stores have insurance and the stores have 
plenty of money and Walmart's made plenty of money. So whatever is stolen from them ain't no big deal. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. If it's stolen from Walmart, it's a big deal. If it's stolen from you. So that's my little take on the, uh, news today, uh, that now the Biden administration is wanting limits on archery and hunting programs within the schools. But I remember as a young boy taking those conservationist classes, getting that little, getting that little card that says I'm certified. I, I've been trained to hunt safely. Oh, I like that card. Well, anyway, it is just about time, past time. Yeah, that's right. For our teaching session, I got uh, carried away talking about stuff. And uh, so we need to uh, take our little break. And why do we take a break? Well, we got to take a break to clear up the lag so that we can record our teaching sessions, put them on the archives. People can watch them on their own time frame. Don't touch that any key. Don't go anywhere. We're coming right back. Welcome to a little bit of church every day. Home Bible study, 21st century style. CAC Daily iCast is aired Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Simply go to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link. You can join us for our radio broadcast Sundays at 9.30 a.m. on WQHY-FM 95.5 out of Prestonburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net, whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's Q95FM.net. You can also catch the television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW, that's WQCW-TV. And you can watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. You can follow CAC Daily iCast on Facebook at CAC Daily. Follow our Phelps campus at CAC Phelps I. Our Pikeville campus at Pikeville Apostolic. And Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. We're also on Twitter at CAC Daily iCast. The Phelps campus at CAC Phelps, the Pikeville campus at Pike UPC, and you can connect with Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. You can call in and leave your prayer requests and praise reports at 606-282-4108 or email those prayer requests and praise reports to cacdaily at cacphelps.org or cacdaily at cornerstoneapostolic.org. Let's now join Pastor McKinney as he takes us through another study in the Word. Praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome to another CAC Daily iCast. Just a little bit of church every day, home Bible study, 21st century style. Brought to you Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Well, we're so glad that you've joined us today and hope that you will stick around for the entire 20 25 minutes of teaching as we study in the word of the Lord. We're in the book of Jude, and we're going to pick up in verse number 
6. So if you want to study along with us, we'll bring it up on the screen. But also, we encourage you to take notes and study along, even go further than what we study. In verse number 6 of Jude chapter 1, And the angels which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, he hath reserved in everlasting chains under darkness unto the judgment of the great day. Even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh, are set forth for an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Likewise also these filthy dreamers defile the flesh, despise dominion, and speak evil of dignities. And I want to uh, uh, go one more, I guess we could. Uh, Yet Michael the archangel, when contending with the devil, he disputed about the body of Moses, durst not bring against him a railing accusation, but said, The Lord rebuke thee. Now, I want to go back uh, to verse number 6 when we pick up here. But um, I want us to go to the Lord in prayer, and I want us to pray that the Lord's going to give us Uh, you know, the inspiration, the revelation, and that we can all leave here with more knowledge uh, of the word than when we came. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. As we study today, this is lesson number 1070 of our study through the word. Let's pray. Lord, we come before your presence and we thank you for this opportunity that you have blessed us to be gathered here together in your precious name. I pray, Lord, that you would bless us today as we study your word, that we will take the words off the pages of the book, apply them to our life, and that we will be what you would have us to be. Help us to bring honor unto you in everything we say and do. And bless us, Lord, that we will all always want more of your word and more of you in our life. For it's all in the mighty name of Jesus we ask and pray. Amen, amen. Well, you know, uh, when you... uh, Look at um, verse 6, and it starts talking, and I'm going to kind of read the different translations as we go along uh, so that you can kind of get uh, uh, maybe a little bit uh, broader view of, uh, of wording and, and definitions of words. We may even throw a few Greek uh, definitions in here for you. But uh, looking at verse number 6, Uh, The angels which kept not their first estate, uh, but left their own habitation, he hath reserved in everlasting chains under darkness unto the judgment of the great day. Um, Have you ever really thought, uh, you know, the third of the angels uh, that left heaven? Now, I know that uh, we we sometimes... uh, Talk about, uh, you know, Satan, of course, uh, out deceiving and and trying to, uh, you know, uh, pull people away and, and uh, evil that is running rampant and all these things is influenced, of course, by the devil. And a lot of it, though, is influenced by man himself. Uh, you know, uh, man left to himself without the word of God, without the spirit of the Lord, will do evil things. But one thing that we have to ask the question about, if a third of those angels, if a third of the angels, 
that were cast out of heaven are reserved in everlasting chains under darkness until the day of judgment, then the question must be, are these able to do anything? Are they evil spirits running about trying to tear down and, and destroy and all of these things? And uh, or are they actually reserved uh, until uh, you know the day of judgment? And the only the only influence uh, will be the influence that the devil has on people. That's the question that must be asked. And if you look at this at face value of Scripture, then you would say, well, that third of those angels that left, uh, they have no power, they have no ability, they have no, uh, um, you know, uh, they can't, they can't do anything because they're in everlasting chains. They're in everlasting chains. Um, now that doesn't mean that evil influence isn't in the world and, and that doesn't mean that uh, evil spirits are not in the world because we understand what the Bible says. But the, I'm just talking about these particular angels that were what we would call fallen angels, what we would call that third that followed Lucifer out of heaven and got kicked out of heaven. He didn't, they didn't follow Lucifer. They got kicked out with Lucifer. But um, they're in everlasting chains. And they're under darkness until the judgment of the great day. Now I'd like to I'd like to just kind of throw that in there to give get you thinking, because um, you know in the New Living Translation it says this, and I remind you of the angels who did not stay within the limits of authority God gave them, but left the place where they belonged. God has kept them securely chained in prisons of darkness, waiting for the great day of judgment. So these angels, uh, from reading this, are in everlasting chains. Everlasting chains means everlasting. It's non-ending. So they're in everlasting chains under darkness. With that said, we know that there's still evil in the land, evil influences in the land, whether it's uh, you know the devil himself doing it or the the uh, you know antichrist spirit uh, that's going in the land or whether it's just uh, evil uh, that is is running rampant evil spirits uh, that uh, that uh, you know have have been um, uh, from from I guess the uh, the people being deceived people being uh, led down the path of, of ungodliness, immorality, and all these things. But with these angels, that's why I just wanted to separate and say with these angels, according to this scripture, they are in everlasting chains under darkness reserved until the day of judgment. So with that said, now he starts talking about Sodom and Gomorrah, even Sodom and Gomorrah, uh, these uh, cities 
and the cities about them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication. And I want to just kind of inject again right here. You can't blame everything on the devil. You can't blame everything on evil spirits. You can't blame everything on somebody else. You have a choice. And if you make a choice to live immoral, then your life is open to the evil influences, evil spirits, all sorts of other things that can happen to you. Um, so uh, all of these people that, that think, okay, the, if the angels are in everlasting chains and, and under darkness, then, then there's nothing out there that can bother us. Well, there is because there's the Antichrist spirit, there's evil spirits, there's evil influences, immorality, all these things going on. And a lot of times the reason people become evil is because they choose to become evil. You know, Flip Wilson wasn't a comedian back in the day in the 70s, and he would say, the devil made me do it. Well, no, the devil can't make you do anything. You choose to sin. You choose to live immoral. You choose to live an abominable lifestyle. Look at what it says about Sodom and Gomorrah. We all know that Sodom and Gomorrah was an evil uh, set of cities, if you will, that um, it was uh, homosexuality was running rampant, immorality, evil was everywhere. And you know what? Even some cities around them. Notice this because we never talk about the cities around Sodom and Gomorrah. We never talk about the cities close to Sodom and Gomorrah. That's why it was so dangerous for Lot to pitch towards Sodom. Because if you get near the cities that are evil, you get near people that are evil, you start hanging out with the wrong crowd, you will be influenced by them. Notice what it says here. And I'll bring this up on the full screen so you can um, you can kind of you know get along um, a, a greater understanding, if you will, uh, with this. Even as Sodom and Gomorrah, and the cities about them in like manner. Remember that. Sodom and Gomorrah was not the only evil cities, the only cities full of homosexuality and all of that, but there were cities around them. Because have you ever noticed, um, I guess you could say, when you uh, have a pond or a lake and you and you throw a, a, a rock or a pebble out in the water. And wherever it hits, there's the what we call the ripple effect. You see those little circles go out from it. You know, that, that's the way earthquakes operate. You know, wherever the uh, earthquake hits, there's that ripple effect that goes out around the perimeters of, of uh, other uh, places. It just, it just spreads. That's, that's what happened in Sodom and Gomorrah. The cities around them, the cities around them. If you, if you, again, hang out with evil people, you hang out with worldly people, you are going to become just like them. 
They're going to convince you that your morals ain't what it should be, that you're too, uh, you're, you're, uh, goody two shoes. Yeah. That's, that's taking you back a few years or you're, uh, uh, a Dudley do right. That'll take you back a few years. Or you're one of these people that just, just, you know, you ain't been educated enough to be free from, uh, all of the, uh, morals and, and, uh, and standards that you've been brought up in. That's what a lot of people try to convince people that's been raised in church and raised in a moral, uh, environment and family. Uh, once they get away from the family and the church, then they say, Oh, well, you don't have to do all that. Uh, you know, you, you just not, uh, you haven't lived yet, but you know what? Sodom and Gomorrah was not the only cities that had a homosexual problem. Sodom and Gomorrah were not the only cities that had sin, immorality. Notice what it says once again, that even the cities about them in like manner, that's right, in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication. And, uh, of course, uh, fornication is uh, immorality. Uh, it is, um, it is, uh, relations, sexual relations outside of marriage. Uh, that's fornication. You can commit spiritual fornication. Uh, but this is talking about people that were going after the same sex. It's called strange flesh, strange flesh. It's also people they were not married to. So, don't that kind of sound like some of our towns and cities today that people are uh, just sleeping with anyone and everyone, uh, that there's there's no morals about waiting till marriage where the bed is undefiled. There's no waiting. Uh, people are just out living in sin. That's all you can say. You, you can't look at it and say, well, they're just, they're just, um, you know, living their own life, uh, they are, but they're living a life of sin. And so Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities round about them, uh, you know, they had given themselves over to fornication, uh, which is immorality, uh, which is uh, something that uh, uh, it was a sexual um uh, Destructive behavior, sexually destructive behavior, uh, whether it was with other people or same sex. Yeah, it was very evil, very immoral, and God does not look at people that live together in an unmarried state as being okay. It's not okay according to his word. We must be married. And, and I've heard people say this, oh, pastor, you all just, uh, too, too strict. What's that little paper going to mean? You mean to tell me a little piece of paper is going to make a difference whether I'm sinning and not sinning? Exactly. Exactly. That's right. And you know, and then you got people that, that say, oh, well, pastor, you know, there's only one sin you can't be forgiven of and that's blaspheming the Holy ghost. But if you contend 
uh, continually sin, willfully sin, want to stay in sin. The Bible says then there's no repentance. We have to understand God's not looking at us saying, live the way you want to live and the way you feel. And then when it comes judgment day, I'll let you in. Just go to church on Sundays. Just read your Bible every now and then. Pray every now and then. And uh, I'll let you in. No, that's not the way it works. That's not the plan of God. That's not how we are to live. We are to live moral, righteous, holy. You know, um, uh, uh, we ought to have some dignity about us. Don't you think the world's kind of lost its dignity? It's lost its, um, I, I, I talk all the time to people and I say, it's just they've lost their morals. They've, they don't care about their reputations. We're living in a world that doesn't care about reputations, doesn't care about any of those things. That's the way Sodom and Gomorrah was. And the cities, remember the cities around them, near them, neighboring towns which were filled with immorality and every kind of sexual perversion. We're living in a world of sexual perversion. Why do you think we have a problem in our country today with human trafficking, with, with child uh, pornography, uh, sexual uh, predators, and all these? Because we're living in a sexually perverted world, just like Sodom and Gomorrah and the towns around them. So remember, next time that you start hanging out with somebody and they start kidding you or making fun of you because you're going to church and you're living for the Lord and you don't do this anymore. I remember when I first started serving the Lord and, and uh, somebody wanted to offer me a, a chew of tobacco. And, uh, you know, I quit all that because uh, it, it's not healthy for you. It causes cancer, mouth cancer, and other things. And so uh, I never will forget. He offered me a chew of tobacco. That's just what coal miners do. And I said, no, thanks. I go to church. I never will forget what he said. As he's stuffing his tobacco in his mouth, he said, I go to church too. And I thought, you know, that's the way a lot of people look at life. Um, doesn't matter what you do. Doesn't matter, uh, you know, um, if you, if you uh, party. Doesn't matter who you sleep with. Doesn't matter how you act. Doesn't matter what you say. That's the world that we're living in. People think just as long as you go to church, that's all that matters. There's more to serving the Lord than going to church. But look at this. Even Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication, that's sexual perversion, sleeping with other people you're not married to, male with male, female with female, groups of people, and going after strange flesh. Now, strange flesh 
of course, is literally, um, you know, going after, uh, let me just bring this up. This will be a good place to bring up some, some Greek definition for you. Uh, when we look at the word strange, I think it's interesting. It comes from our word heteros. It comes from a Greek word heteros, which is where we get our word heterosexual, which means that, you know, a man, when he gets ready to get married, is going to marry a woman. And a woman is going to marry a man. Okay? Um, it, it just means going after other flesh, different flesh, altered what is right and what is wrong. Um, just another, they were so perverted. They didn't care who they slept with man with men, with men, women, with women. Men with women, women with men. It was a very sexually perverted area. I don't think that anybody's parents that were Jewish wanted their kids to, uh, to you know, uh, serve the Lord. Said, "Hey, when you go to college, I hope you go and sign up at Sodom and Gomorrah University." I don't. I don't think anybody wanted to move near the towns of Sodom and Gomorrah that wanted to live right. Now look at Lot. Why did Lot pitch his tent towards Sodom? We have to go back, of course, and read that to see. But wasn't it because of the well-watered plains? Everything looked beautiful and green, and, and Lot's thinking, I can go near that city, and I'll have plenty uh, for my cattle, for my sheep, for my livestock. It looks like a great place to raise your family. But then when he got near Sodom, that wasn't enough. He moved into Sodom. And that's when the trouble really started. Because God was going to destroy the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. And um, Lot and his family were now ingrained in that culture and ingrained in that lifestyle and ingrained in all of that. But Lot, Lot, he, he vexed his, his righteous soul, man. He, he, he tried his best to stay separated from it. But here's the problem. If you move near something that's sinful or into something that's sinful, whether it's a relationship or whether it's, uh, you know, uh, uh, area, um, it's eventually going to pull you in. It's eventually going to pull you in. So um, we see that when he got ready to leave, uh, his sons-in-laws laughed at him. He did convince his family to start leaving the city. They were not to look back. They were to go forward. But you know what? They hesitated. They, they waited. When, when the angel said, come on, you got to get out of here, you know, uh, they, they waited. You know what? The angel took them by the hand. And I like to say this. 
didn't drag them out of the city, but led them out of the city. Come on, we can't wait. This is getting ready to happen. This is going to happen. It's going to happen. Isn't that what we should be doing with people today? Grabbing them by the hand, not maybe not literally, but spiritually, and say, come on, the world's going to be destroyed. The Lord's coming back. You're going to wind up in hell if you don't change your ways. Come on, let's get out of this immoral, wicked place. That would be a great thing for us if we could be like the angel. And you know what? They started out, but Lot's wife looked back, turned into a pillar of salt. And you know what? There's just something that once you get into immorality and you get into fornication, you get into sexual perversion, that it's hard for you to break out of. Whether it's homosexuality, whether it's just uh, you know a, a promiscuous lifestyle. I know people that get married and then they continue their uh, you know uh, promiscuous lifestyle. I know people that get married and and they can't quit being a womanizer because that's what they were when they were single. I know people that go to church, get try to get their life right, repent, get baptized, and then fall right back into the same sexual perversion and sin. That's why we have to be careful of what we allow ourselves to indulge in. Remember, they went after strange flesh, and they're set for what? An example. To who? To us. They're set as an example to us, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. This is what's going to happen if you don't change. This example. Sodom and Gomorrah, yep. Fire and brimstone. If we're not careful, we'll think it's all a myth. We'll think it's all fun and games. I tell people this all the time. It's all fun and games till somebody gets hurt. People's going to think it's all fun and games until the Lord comes back. Then there'll be no laughing. No, there will not. There'll be no laughing. There'll be weeping and wailing begging for forgiveness, begging the Lord to change his mind. But he's going to say, depart from me, ye worker of iniquity, I never knew you. With that said, I know our time is up, and and we will pick up uh, with verse uh, number um, 8. We'll pick up with verse number 8 tomorrow. Um Looking at this portion of scriptures, these are for examples. Everything we're reading, everything we're seeing is to teach us and be an example. This is what's going to happen if we don't change our ways. Have we went down this road as a, as a culture that we no longer want to preach about hell, so therefore people are not concerned about Hell, have we quit preaching altogether about that eternal 
damnation where darkness is and fire is not quenched and weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth and all these things. Have we quit preaching about that so people now think, oh, well, there's nothing to fear. We just live here, and when we die, we just die. No, there's a judgment coming. And I want I want you to know that hell is real, torment is real, and if we're not careful, we'll find ourselves in a situation where we just say, you know what? I'm just going to live what I want to do, do what I want to do, live the way I want to live, because after all, this is Bible. This is old stories. But these are given as examples. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for your word. I pray that I have clarified your word, expounded your word fully, taught your word, line upon line and precept upon precept. And I pray, Lord, that we have gotten into the place today where we understand if we pitch near sin, if we move into an area, a relationship of sin, sexual perversion other things like this that we will be affected by those things help us to be holy help us to be righteous help us to be willing to submit ourselves to you for it's all in the mighty name of Jesus we ask and pray amen pretty powerful set of scriptures today to study. I, I hope that uh, I have uh, expounded them fully and and uh, and uh, maybe in a simplistic way that you can understand what uh, Jude was talking about. Yes, we are living in that day. The Bible says as it was in the days of Noah, as it was in the days of Sodom and Gomorrah, that's how it's going to be when, what, he comes back. Do we not see that day around us now? Get ready. The Lord's coming. Well, we do have our trivia question up and running, and our trivia question for today is simply this. Who were Balaam and Ashtaroth? Who were Balaam and Ashtaroth? All you got to do is go to the... Facebook page of CAC Daily. Click on the link. It'll take you where you need to go. And we'll have the results of that on tomorrow's broadcast. And don't forget, tonight at 7.30, mark it on your calendar, we'll be having Pineapple Apostolic Midweek Service online right here. Join us tonight at 7.30. Everybody have a great day because we are out of here. On behalf of Pastor McKinney and the congregation of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, we would like to invite you and your family to come and visit with us. We feel that you will enjoy the spirit-filled atmosphere as we worship the Lord together in spirit and in truth. We have Sunday school classes for all ages, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and 11 a.m., 
and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. The adults meet in the main sanctuary, while the youth meet in the CAC Youth Sanctuary. You can also catch our services live by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link during our regular and special scheduled services. If you missed a service, you can still watch that service in its entirety by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the video archives link. Come on out to Cornerstone Apostolic Church and experience the power of Pentecost. We hope to see you in future services.